Welcome to the Desire to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Low Wilder. The vision of this podcast is to provide tools on how to become successful in your finances, business, leadership development, and much more. A little bit about me, I grew up in the hood, homeless at the age of 14. I made a choice not to become a product of my environment. And today, I am a successful businessman, community leader, and inspirational speaker. It is my desire to encourage and empower you to unlock your greatness. So tune in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Desire to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Lo Wilder. And today, man, I got a good friend of mine, man, one of my brothers, someone who's, man, we collaborated and did some business together, man, but also... You know, we've been able to encourage and empower one another. Um, and I got my brother with me here today, CEO and founder of Home Vision Mortgage, my brother Trey Williams. What is good, brother? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, brother? Grace hey. and peace. Yes, sir. Man, it's good to have you, bro. You know, it's good to have yeah, it's you, good man. To be here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, you know, um, glad to have you on the podcast, man. The desire to dream. And what we do on this podcast, Trey, man, we, we sit down, man, with some achievers, man, people who've been able to accomplish a lot of stuff, man, and you've been doing your thing. Um, but not only that, man, what makes you very special and unique, bro, is your testimony. And I know we talked about it, so we can go in as far depth you want to go with it, because I really believe it's going to unlock and release a lot of people um, who are listening to this podcast. People are going to be freed from their past, freed from Amen. that bondage that, you know, they've been going through because of your story. You know, I believe God, man, bless you, man, and is utilizing you uh, the, as a vessel to really help a lot of people, man. So with Without further ado, man, tell people, you know, your upcoming, man, where you came from, where you were born and, and you know, and, and the struggles uh, in the past and kind of we'll start to talk about where you at today. Amen. Amen. Yeah, man. So um, I came up or I was born in a small city, Cocoa, Florida. Um, you know, I came from humble beginnings, you know, raised by a single mother. Um, my father, you know, um, has changed his life around uh, today by the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, praise but, uh, God, man. As I was a child, man, he wasn't in the picture. Mm. And, you know, that's pretty typical. Right. And, you know, the area where I grew up in, you know, a lot of the men have been taken from the families, uh, you know, due to, you know, um, just not having the, the right type of covering and encouragement and, and upbringing to the point that they could, you know, solidify themselves in society mm. you know so as a whole society kind of you know gets the better of them and they they get caught up and unfortunately right. taken away um so obviously man i came up in that harsh reality that harsh environment where you know it's a uh, doggy dog per se um all of my family members the men on my side either uh you know out in the street selling drugs or locked up in a penitentiary mm. um so the role models i had uh, you know typically followed in that that uh, stigma that society had uh, left for us in particular that's powerful man so you found a new hustle right yeah. and for those that know like man my man you know he's a founder of home vision mortgage and and you know president ceo all that right you know he's got the business popping but even in that, there was a struggle before you even stretch it out into that. And I, I, yeah. I think I want to I help 
through your testimony, free some more people. Because I know there's some folks right now that are working at nine to five and they're like, yo, I, I got purpose. I got something inside of me that I want to birth that it ain't really aligning with this job, but this is my hustle. So, you know, let, let's, let's kind of pivot into that where, you know, um, where you can help someone and free them from that. Man. Yeah. So, um, you know, fast forward, um, you know, I'm walking right with the Lord. Um, and I had some dreams and some goals that I wanted to accomplish in, in real estate. I always had a dream of being a real estate developer. And I had this close brother of mine, one of the brothers actually that, you know, was there for me when I was going through, um, you know, the valley. And he was like, man, I think you would, I think you should go learn the financial side of real estate development. You know, um, I think you would be great at it. Mm. And, and I was like, okay, uh, I'll take a look at it. I'll take a look at it. So I started looking into it. Um, mind you, you know, I, I, I went to college. I got college degrees. I mean, school was real easy for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I never really looked at it for, you know, for what it was worth, I guess. Uh, right. My ability to be able to, you know, coexist and be able to, you know, um, reason and, and, and solve problems. I never really looked at it like that. Uh, I just thought it was something that I could do. Um, but then I took on getting my mortgage license. So I, I did exactly as he said, I looked into it. I was like, yeah, this seems pretty cool. So I went a little step further, got my mortgage license and then boom, the Lord gives me a job right away. Mm. Um, so much so that I, I, I worked for this man who opened in a new branch in the area, um, national fidelity mortgage mm -hmm. was opening a branch and I walked right into a sales manager job. I, I had no experience in the mortgage industry Man, at all. Promoted None. early. <laughs> promoted right away into wow. a sales manager for job. And he and he's telling me he's saying uh saying sink or swim. Mm. He's like, I'm not gonna help you. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I'm not going to uh, give you any pointers other than you know the basics. He's like, if you are meant to be in this industry, show me. Mm. And and from there. Uh, that's that was must have been an alley hoop for the Lord because right after that he set me up and, and just propped me up and was able to give me the understanding that I needed to thrive and I did right. just that right. um, so much so that another local a, a bigger um, fish in the community saw my my work and they offered me a better position mm. and I took it you know I went and I took it but mind you. When I first started this endeavor, the Lord told me that I would have my own company if I put wow. in the work ahead mm. of time to get there. Right. So um, I started working the whole nine to five thing, you know, getting that check every week. And it was real good. You know, I was doing well. I wasn't dependent on nothing illegal. You mm -hmm. know, I wasn't dependent on nothing from my past. It was everything was above board and I felt great. I was I was thriving in the Lord. I was growing um, my understanding and. And the wisdom that I was walking in was uh, showing fruit in my life. So it was a beautiful time until I reached a point where um, I had a hard stop in the, in the career. Mm. So, but in that, in that hostility, the Lord told me that, you know, um, I allowed this to happen because you have gotten too comfortable in um, working for someone, working in this nine to five. I sent you here for you to learn on the and again, understanding so that you can go, you know, um, be deployed and, and do this on your own, um, uh, for the kingdom. 
Mm-hmm. And at that moment, because I, I was so frustrated with, you know, the hostility I'm, I'm producing, you know, I'm, 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 you know, still growing in my business. I'm, I've got great reviews. You know, everybody is really taking to me and, and the realtors love me and um, my work ethic shows itself. And right, right. I'm still getting ridiculed, you know. Mm. But the Lord said, I have more for you. So I go from having, you know, one of the best jobs I've ever had, it was <laughs> great, to basically um, getting a call from the CEO saying, uh, hey, um, we appreciate your, you know, your hard work and your time, but uh, we're go- the company's going in another direction. Wow. And at that moment, you know, I was jobless. And you I were producing, and you were producing, you were doing what you had producing. to do. Right, right. Doing so they just let you do. Like, I was on a high point actually for them. Like I was, so the man, my branch manager was, you know, uh, a high roller, you know, she was a top producer, but in her office behind her, you know, I, it was me. I was right, next. Right, right, right. Wow. You know, so I'm providing consistent business monthly, but, you know, it was more than that. You know, it was more to it than that. And, and I, on the, on the face on the, um, face value of it, I thought like, man, they, they just, you know, they're getting over on me. You know, they're they're, they're uh, ostracizing me and uh, you know, outcasting me. But then at the same time, the Lord starts speaking to me and said, Nah, that's not what's happening. Right. What's happening is that you have outgrown. You have learned what I sent you to learn. Now it's time for you to go do it for yourself. Mm. And that was a stern um, straightening for me because I had got comfortable and complacent and just, you know, doing good and thriving, um, you know, for somebody else when that was never my assignment. My assignment was to go do it for myself right. and then to be and to pave the way for others to bring others up and allow them the opportunity as well. Right, right. And um, so I had got complacent, man. I, I was having success and that success was fleeting because that wasn't my assignment. So I go from having no job to, you know, two months later, having my own company. Man, that's... And the brevity of it, if I could only tell you, like, uh, you know, I started talking to my spiritual covering, you know, at the church. And by this time, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a newlywed, right. uh, just, just had another, another child, um, so my son was here and, and, you know, my pastors and, um, you know, covering was saying, Hey, you know, you, you just, just go get another job, mm. you know, just, just go work for somebody, you know, just, you got a family and you got to take care of them, right. you know, go work for someone else. And, but the Lord was saying, you're going to have your own business. I need you right. to trust me. I need you to step out on faith and, and do what I told you to do. So I'm having this, uh, this battle in my mind, you know, because my covering at the time is telling me, Hey, you need to just go take another job and, and take care of your family. Wow. The Lord is telling me, you know, believe, have faith have and faith. I will provide for you. Mm. And everybody on the outside, even, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Even my wife, she was having a hard time um, seeing the vision, but at the end of the day, the vision wasn't for them. The vision right. was mine. The Ooh, Lord had given the vision on. to me. Yeah. And despite what everybody else thought, it was my duty to carry it out. Right, man. And I, I can only do that by, you know, by the grace of God, you know, by his understanding, his wisdom, his mercy on my life in order for that to, to work. Um, 
so ironically, he took me to this area. It was this big company called Christian Care Ministry. And um, I had applied for a job there uh, listening to my covering, you know, and they wanted me. I got I actually got the job. I got the job there and they told me that, hey, you know, you are um, overqualified for this job position, but we want to give it to you anyway. Uh, and when uh, we can open a better position for you, we will move you and transition you into that position. Right. Um, the whole time the Lord is saying, that's not what I told you to do. <laughs> so it gets right down to onboarding and um, I have to decline. I get all the way there and it's like, I have to decline. I'm like, man, and then they asked me why. And I was like, the Lord has promised me something uh, greater. And right. I'm, cop I'm, cop I'm copping out right now because I'm afraid. Mm. And that fear tried to settle in and grow root. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't heed that turn and repent and, you know, turn towards the right way of thinking that the Lord had already given me. Yeah. And ironically, he took me to that area right across the street. He gave me an office for where I would be running my mortgage business. Man, look at God, bro. <laughs> right across right across the street <laughs> he gave me the office and I, I was in that office for four years wow yeah that's man listen that's that's beautiful bro and desire to dream you know what are your desires what is it that you dream about and for me you know I was homeless at the age of 14 and all I could ever think about was owning a home being a homeowner and my brother Trey man you know shout outs to Trey he, he was able to make that possible. He turned that dream into a reality. Um, me and my wife, uh, she was my fiance at the time. We, uh, we bought our first home before, uh, we got married and, and he did it effortless by the way. Um, and it was in his own business, man. So we were kind of in that first wave of his, his, his new business driving on his own. And I mean, my man was able to close in three weeks, <laughs> you hey, know, man. even, even, Hey, even the realtors was like, I, I never, you know, I never had uh, a <laughs> close this fast. Like, but you know, you constantly deliver it and, and that's a beautiful thing. And, and I'm glad that you, you, you did that. I'm glad you turned that job down because now you've been in business for, for several years now. Uh, you've mm -hmm. been thriving and you've had a lot of success. You've been able to help a lot of people. Not only, not only, um, were you able to help people get into their homes, but you've helped a few brothers uh, that we're close to um, actually follow suit and, and and go after and get their, their license as well. And now they're thriving and now they're providing and you created Amen. this, this place for others to come into and, and manifest. And man, it's, it's God's vision, the vision that God gave you, you live in that bro. And so you, you've Amen. achieved on that level, man. So definitely shout outs to you, man. And I think, um, I want, I want people to understand because there, there might be people like, yeah, that's, that's me right there. I'm going to do that and I'm going to thrive. But you have some humble beginnings even with that because, you know, there's deals that you have lined up and then they don't, they fall through at the end of the day. And so um, what, what are some advice that you can give someone who, who might be starting out their own business where, you know, to give them some words of encouragement or empowerment? And man, I want to say too, man, it was a blessing to be able to help you and your wife were. <laughs> uh, get that first house, man. It was, a, it was a pleasure of mine to be able to share in that, man, with you guys. So it was always um, a beautiful thing to see you guys come together and see where the Lord is taking you as well. So all glory to God on that. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. 
but I would say when you plant a seed in the ground, um, there's a process for that seed. So you don't plant that seed and instantly you get a tree or a plant a fruit out of that seed at that at that time. But inside that seed, there could be a whole entire forest. Mm. And that in that one seed, that one seed could bear an entire forest. Mm. Uh, that's the power of a seed. So when you have a vision and and you plant that vision in the environment where the Lord uh, leads you to do so, you have to cultivate it. You have to give time for it to be buried. Right. To feel like like that seed has undergone death. Like you may get to the point where it seems like it's dying, but that's at the point where it's going to grow root and it's mm. going to sprout. So you right. got to just see it through. You got to see it like that. You got to see it with those type of eyes and understand that it's 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 like a baby. Um, when a baby is being born, it's in the mother's womb. It's like an incubator. It's growing. It's growing and until the time of birth where it's ready to take, um, you know, grow legs and arms of its own and, and walk on its own. So you have to look at your dream that way. You have to water it, you know, cultivate it, you know, uh, till the dirt, um, you know, prune it, you know, allow it to grow into what the Lord has called for it to do. But you have to take part in the mirror. Right. You got to yeah, do man. your part. Yeah, faith, faith without work is dead, bro. So definitely got to put in the work, man. And even though you had the vision and, and maybe God's speaking to one of y'all right now, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit is just pulling and pricking and, and, and into your spirit and giving you that burning desire to go after what you, what he's shown you already, you know, um, but you have to continue to push through it, keep fighting, you know, never let up. Um, the other thing is too, man, and Trey, you can speak on this too, is that you were constantly perfecting your, your craft. It wasn't like, you know, you, you just took what you had, but you were, you were constantly working. And one of the things that, um, you know, I really respect about you was the professionalism, even though we were boys, man, you, you kept it professional, but not only that, man, you kept it tight. Like, you know, you, you delivered and what you said you was going to do. And so that's the thing, man, when, if, if you stay true to the vision, and you stay true to your values and, you know, continue working at your craft, whatever that might be. You might want to start a restaurant. You might want to open up a barbershop, whatever that whatever that might be. Um, continue to work that craft, man. Keep grinding it out um, and find out what's going to separate you from everybody else. One of the things that Trey said from the beginning was. I'm, I'm gonna help you close in 30 days. Like that was like your slogan, you know, we're going to close within 30 days. And I've always heard about the, the process and, and buying a home and how long it can take and how it can get pushed back. And mind you, for those of y'all that don't know that I'm in my third house right now. So I've bought, you know, more houses since then. And your process was the easiest one out of all three homes, bro. Yeah. So I learned that in, you know, in my faith, you know, in waiting, knowing that the Lord had given me uh, what I have and that he was, uh, you know, in the driver's seat, he was driving it. I, I needed to learn how to solve problems. Mm. He told me not to focus on the money. Um, he, and I learned early on that money is just a resource. Right. Uh, but there were problems out there that people weren't able to solve. And there were questions out there that a lot of people weren't able to ask. 
I mean, answers. So I, uh, I learned these things. I went through the guidelines, the rules, regulations. I learned the industry um, on a greater level inside out so that I could be the person to solve these problems. Like when, and, 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 and not unfortunately, but sometimes I end up with the more so of the deal flow um, that's problematic that other people cannot close. Right. Only because the Lord has already equipped me with the ability to, to solve the problems. Right. And so I was able to, you know, um, really, really press forward in business in that manner because I was, you know, just equipped to solve the problems. That's what's up, and, man. And solving the problems, you know, it brought resources and, and part of those resources were, um, you know, funds, my funds increased. And then also my connections increased and my relationships and realtor partnerships increased. And, you know, so God had brought me there and he also provided the increase. But again, I, I had to take part in the miracle because it was a miracle. Mm, mm. Um, so I had to play my part in the miracle, you know, as if, you know, when Christ raised Lazarus from the dead. You know, he mm-hmm. could have just called Lazarus out of the grave, but you know, he allowed his family and the people that were there, he allowed them to take part in the miracle. They went and wrote the stone. Right. That and then funny. out comes Lazarus. So mm-hmm. I, I look at that and, and I put that in perspective to when God performs these miracles in my life, um, like, you know, taking me from nothing and, and making me something and uh, giving me a business of my own. Uh, I look at it as it, it's a miracle, man. And, I'm just worthy. Uh, I'm so uh, humble of being able to be called worthy to take part in it. Yeah, man, man, that's, that's powerful, powerful testimony. And, you know, you out there doing things. So before we wrap up, man, uh, first thing, if you need to buy a home, what are some of the things that you can, you can provide for them? The first thing that you should do is understand where your credit profile is. Um, there's a, wide spectrum of you know credit scores on a credit profile there's a wide spectrum of things that you know are included in the algorithm to give you your um your credit profile so understand where your scores are and and what type of scores you have and what they will afford you so right now in the industry um anything below a 580 credit score and when i say 580, I mean the middle score. So in the mortgage industry, we use the middle of the three scores. Let me give you an example. If TransUnion is uh, 600, Experian is 580, and Equifax is 625, we would use the middle out of those three scores. So that 600 would then be the middle score. Mm. So in the mortgage industry, we take the middle score, not the FICO 8 score, not the average of the three scores, just the middle ground of scores is what we take right and in in knowing that um manual underwrites are starting to be a thing of the past so if you have anything under a 580 now i do manual underwrites but a lot of people won't touch them because of the legwork that it takes to actually get them to the finish line and it's it's a lot uh more strenuous a lot more scrutinized so it's hard it's tougher to qualify for but mm. if you do, just know if you have a 580 middle score, you can still qualify for a mortgage all the Man. way down to a 550. And you know, you know that hey, you can still that, qualify for a mortgage. Hey, listen, that's that's real because see, I know a lot of people who got like a 620, 630, and they're like, "Man, I can't get a house." But yeah. there it is, you can. 
Hit up my yeah, boy. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so with me, if you have a 620 mid score, that's enough to get you uh, qualified for a qualified mortgage without a manual underwrite. So mm. I can um, use the uh, desktop systems that uh, Freddie and Fannie, um, who are the GSEs of the mortgage industry, that they kind of set the standard for what it takes to qualify for a qualified mortgage. I can use their um, desktop underwriter or loan uh, processor and qualify you based off their guidelines. And what's a, what's a manual writing for those that may not know what you're talking about? Like, you know. So a manual underwrite is an underwrite that does not fit the guidelines for um, a desktop underwrite, which is done through um, the computer system that has been uh, put together by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Right. So they have what's called um, desktop underwriter with uh, Fannie Mae and then it's loan processor with Freddie Mac. And basically if your loan, they have their guidelines and regulations built into a algorithmic system that can run your data through that system. And if it meets the criteria, they will qualify. If it doesn't, they'll reject it. So if you get to the point where your loan is rejected, um, then that pushes you in a manual underwrite situation where a human has to physically uh, go through every intangible of your credit profile and, and your loan profile to see if you meet the, the terms for qualification. Word. Okay. And then, um, and, you know, as far as the different type of loans, you know, kind of break down FHA and conventional. So for those who are listening, they may not know the, the different type of loans. Okay. So you have, um, your Govy loans or government-backed loans, which are FHA loans and VA loans. And then mm-hmm. um, in your qualified mortgage um, patch, then you have conventional loans. Conventional loans um, are not backed by the government, but they are guaranteed by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of people like to equate first-time home buyer program to the FHA loan, but the FHA loan is not only a first-time home buyer program. You can uh, utilize the FHA loan if you have purchased a home before or if it's your first time purchasing a home. The FHA program allows you to uh, get into purchasing a home with a lower down payment right. and uh, a more, with a more leniency on the criteria. So it'll take a lower credit score. It'll take a, a lower down payment. You know, it'll give you a higher range of debt to income uh, ratios so that you can qualify and purchase a home. Can you get disqualified if you make too much money or if your credit score is too high or that's not, there's no disqualifications. So there's no disqualifications for having a higher credit score. The higher the credit score, the lower the interest rate, uh, simple as that. Mm-hmm. And, um, if, but if you're trying to qualify for a down payment assistance program, and you make too much money, then they will disqualify you based off the, the fact that you don't really need down payment assistance because uh, your income boasts of uh, enough um, revenue to actually be able to cover a down payment. Right. So they, they'll, they'll yeah. push you out that way. Okay. And then there was a, you know, just because I, I was trying to explain this with a friend of mine and I'm like, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a salesman, but I, I don't I don't do loans. Um, but I was talking to somebody, you know, about the, the, the different, um, the conventional loan that offers a first time homebuyer type, you know, uh, what was it that, that that's called that where it's a conventional loan, but it still helps with the lower down payment. 
Okay. So um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac both have a program. One is the Home Ready, um, and that is uh, through Fannie Mae, and then the Home Possible, and that's through uh, Freddie Mac. So they basically allow you, it's similar to a uh, FHA loan. They allow you to put down, but a little less, they'll allow you to put down 3% on your home purchase. Um, but that also has an income restriction because if you make um, uh, more than the median income, um, then they won't allow you to qualify for that program. So it's stricken to, you know, being within the median income for your area. Right. If so, then they'll allow you to put down 3%. Yeah. 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 That's major, man, because I know for those that don't know, um, you know, FHA loan, you'll be paying the, uh, the, what is it? The PMI for the whole mm -hmm. life, life, the term of, of the, of the loan where a conventional it'll drop off once you reach, what is it? 20%. Once it reaches a, uh, loan, the value of basically 79%. So 79%, right around that, yeah. mm -hmm, once it reaches that, it will, it'll automatically fall off on a conventional loan. Yeah, that's it, man. That's that's great. Great info, man. I told you guys, you need a loan. Come holler at my boy. Last thing before you leave, man, with the real estate investments, um, you know, I know you're doing some of that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, why is it so important that people need to get in the real estate investment? Because for me, it's like Monopoly, right? You're not going to win the game of Monopoly if you ain't buying property. If you ain't putting mm -hmm. no hotels on the house, on the Monopoly game, you know, you're going to lose, you're going to pay us and you're going to be out of the game. And I feel like today, man, um, people don't understand, like a lot of the jobs that you're working, you may love your job, but you know, there's no gold watch at, after 30 years, man. It's like those days yeah. is kind of, kind of expiring. Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm a huge advocate in, you know, encouraging people to get real estate and investment properties because it'll generate some streams of revenue, but also, you know, that's going to, you're going to be able to leave that behind for generations, generations. So why is that important? And that'll be the last thing before we go. Uh, I'll keep it simple with that, man. I mean, take a look around you, walk outside, look around. Um, there's real estate everywhere, right? But you don't see them creating more land space or more earth. That's the only thing that they can't create more of. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so that is, um, that comes at a premium, you know what I mean? It, it's only so much available and they can't recreate it. And so it creates such of a secure investment um, being that it's one of those investments that appreciates over time. And so, you know, the market is cyclical, you know, it goes up, it comes down, but um, over time, investing your money in real estate will yield a, uh, a a steady uh, return on investment because it'll continue to appreciate. Man, it's good stuff. Good stuff, brother, man. Listen, I appreciate you, man. I know you got to get back to the family. Uh, appreciate yes, you taking out the time, my brother, man. We got to connect when I'm back in Florida and uh, yeah, let man, the family know. I, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Let the family know. I say hello, man. Appreciate you. God bless you, bro. And there God it is, brother. everybody. All right, man. Yes, sir. Talk to you again, brother. <laughs>